Bought another CBD bath bomb. I know it's um, not popular to like those live work. I know, but Can't I love it. Can't fucking help it. Can't I love fucking em. help it. I love a good mall. I love a bougie mall. I mean, it's basically know, a, bougie it's a bougie hipster bougie mall. mall. Yeah. It's a bougie hipster, hipster mall. mall. And I you know, know what? I love it. I am eating it up. I'm sorry. They have a witch shop in the I'm, mall I'm now. I'm literally I eating it up. It. Because I'm love eating it. it right now. They always do. It's called Hot Topic. That's true. They did. No. You are so right. You are so right. I've been 100. shopping at the witch store my <laughs> entire life. Been at the witch store. You are you so didn't even right. Know I've it. been there and I didn't even know. Welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole, and today I'm joined by Hillary, Sarah, and Brandon. Today's episode is our monthly Lady Bits episode. This, of course, is our wild card episode where we discuss a topic on women in film with our special guest. We've got several hot topics to discuss this week, so let's get into it. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Uh, welcome to Lady Bits. This is our weekly, monthly. monthly. So we're going to do it once a month. By it's our biannually, quarterly. This is the episode that we do every month. It's sort of a wild card episode where we talk about something related to women film or something we've watched or if somebody's been mm-hmm. on a set they want to talk about. Uh, I know some people have been working on sets recently. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, so you can, was, this is an episode where we can kind of talk about just about anything related to film, entertainment, women in film and entertainment. Uh, I feel like uh, we have something we did want to talk about, but before we get to that, um, I guess I felt like we should mention Asia Argento. Yeah. Um, who is the daughter of Dario Argento, the director, writer and director of the film that we covered this month, Suspiria. So... Um, so do you guys, you, it seems like you know a little bit about what, what's going on with Asia. Yeah, she was one of the first um, people in the Me Too movement to accuse Harvey Weinstein. Correct. And um, she recently was accused herself of sexual assault of a 17-year-old actor that she had acted with in several films, dating back to when he was like 13, he 14 was years seven. old. Okay, she met yeah. him when he was seven. Okay. He played her son in a film. Yes. Um, and then, uh, he apparently, so all this came out pretty recently. She had been a very vocal part of the Me Too movement. She gave a very stirring speech at Cannes about how there were still many accusers out there that were not being brought to justice. Um, so the timeline's a little fuzzy, but basically, uh, she, like the, he, the boy says that he, she gave him alcohol and did some stuff to him that he didn't want done to him and she denied it and then this when photo came out. he was like a out. boy? When he, he was, was, was like a little 17. Boy? He was 17. He was 17. Okay. Yeah, but she was 37. Yeah, she had known him no. since he was seven, yeah, so there's the whole grooming yeah. aspect. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Um, and she had paid, they, her and Anthony Bourdain, because she was Anthony Bourdain's girlfriend mm-hmm. up until the point that he had recently died and they had paid him a settlement, this boy. Yeah, and including it, like well, no, she had it was well. Asia says it was his idea. Yeah, people have alluded to saying that it was Anthony Bourdain's idea to pay him off to keep the keep him quiet. Um, uh, she denied any sexual relationship with him. He 
uh, he, they a photo came out of them together with her, and she was topless like, in the photo, I guess. Yeah, and I think they or were like he in had bed. His shirt off. They were in bed. They were, or something. In, bed. They were in bed together. Yeah. And uh, how, did, how does this photo exist? I think she took it, and somebody had it. This photo, somehow, maybe he had it. Somebody sent it to somebody. I don't know. Also, she tw- she messaged somebody. And apparently admitted to the whole thing in the message. It was a private message with somebody else. And that person came forward and was like, hey, she did it. She here she is admitting it. Yeah. And Rose McGowan came out uh-huh. and was like, wrote her an open letter and was like, hey, listen, um, y- what happened to you with Harvey was wrong. But what you did was wrong. And you should be the person you wish Harvey could be. Yeah. And mm, yeah. and now How I believe last I heard Asia's suing Rose, Rose McGowan. McGowan. I think that's the last thing that I heard. Or like defamation of character, yeah. Or something yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I thought we should mention it because yeah. we can't not. I feel like we can't talk about this movie and this director without bringing up this very public topic that, at that's least crazy. of the time of this recording, is a hot button issue. Well, I didn't realize that about Rose McGowan that she had said that because what I was thinking yeah. in my head, you know, well, they've been kind working of what very this, closely together, you know. And part of what it is is, like you said, movement. it doesn't. Okay, you know, she. Allegedly, if she did or did, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't change the fact that she was, you know, assaulted. You it know, doesn't, right, right? And that's the one point that immediately, you know, someone sees and says, "Oh, someone who started the Me Too movement. Guess what? She's she did this too." And it, you know, someone could immediately look into that and go, "Oh, it discredits the whole thing." And you have to go. Right. You have to look at it separately and say, "Okay." this person might have, she might have done this, she might have not. You're going to mm-hmm. look into that, but it yeah. doesn't change the fact that what was what done happened to her, to her happened. still happened. Yeah. And that abuse is cyclical. Mm-hmm. And often... And you, 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 usually people who are abusers have been abused before. Yeah. Right. Anyway, just wanted to bring that up because it's I think happening. It's well, and I think also along this lines, uh, I mean, something that just came out like yesterday as of this recording, as of um, the September was recording, the Millie Bobby Brown and Drake oh, thing. Oh, fuck. As well. I can't even. Well, I, don't, I, I don't know. I haven't heard about that, but what? I don't know what it. What, what is so, that? So Millie Bobby, Brown, Millie Bobby Brown is 14 years old. She's an actress in Stranger Things. Yep. And she recently oh, said Stranger in Things, interview, Godzilla. Yeah, she recently said in an interview that um, she's very close friends with Drake and they text a lot about dating and boys. Gross. And that they're friends. Gross. And it just sort of kind of alludes that whole thing of like of grooming. And then I think Drake has also in the past dated young women um, or waited until they have just been like 18. 18. Um, I can't remember the names, but when I was reading an article about it, it was like he has sort of done this before with like waiting until a girl is 18 to announce that they're in a relationship and um it's just another and thing I, with millie people bobby brown have so young sexualized millie bobby brown <laughs> uh-huh. in the press before so much. even at 12 13 when she first started the show yeah. it's gross she's I mean, she a very talented she's an Instagram. incredibly talented actress and a a young lady that people need to get step the fuck off. She yeah. is a child. Yeah. It upsets me. Yeah, I actually saw a post on Facebook that was a list of all the men, of not all the men in history. That'd be mm-hmm. fucking That'd be, way too long. Way too long for Facebook. But many <clears throat> famous men who had dated children, married children, like yeah. 
Jerry Lee Lewis, um, of course, comes to mind. And, and then Jerry Seinfeld is on that list. Jerry Seinfeld, mm-hmm. you know, who was dating the young that young the girl, seventeen year old, I believe year old, that he yeah. met, um, like in Central Park or something. Mm-hmm. That's what I read. Uh, and uh, it's like Woody Allen, R. Kelly, no, Woody, Woody, Woody Allen, Allen, who married his adopted daughter. Yeah, R. Kelly, who married Aaliyah, who she, was yeah. like. She was 12, 14, 14 when they met, yeah. or like 12 or 13. Any yeah, producer like, album. Yeah. yeah, and there was a whole list of, of young ladies that mm-hmm. had been groomed for. That's what's disgusting about the whole thing. You know, yeah. more, I, not that any of it and is not And at one point it was acceptable. At one like point it was kind of acceptable. I mean, okay. it's like... Yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis... God, and I can go on a whole down a whole nother rabbit hole with that guy because, of course, mm-hmm. you know we're all uh, we several of us here are murderinos and we belong to these my favorite murder pages and true crime pages. And there's a whole rabbit hole with him and his one of his ex wives yep. that he definitely killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I I know that he definitely found himself in some trouble for marrying his 14 year old cousin. Yeah. But he didn't go to jail. Nope. For that, because it was perfectly legal at the time. It still is legal in a lot of states. Your parents can agree to let you marry yeah. someone yeah. who's an adult. It's yeah. actually something that we should probably all be fighting to stop. Oh my god! Yeah. Because it's, it's in re- child marriage. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of um, cer- well, not a lot of certain religions who have very strict codes like if a young girl is raped and becomes pregnant her parents will basically just sign over a marriage certificate to the man that raped her because having a child out of wedlock is a sin Mm -hmm. and like it's a big problem gross yeah yay we basically still sell children in our country Womp womp! Welcome to my comedy welcome podcast. Welcome to my comedy podcast. <laughs> so, who wants to talk about the series Love? That was the other thing that All I. Right. It seems like a love? let's love. let's slide yeah. in there like oh, right. like bare on asphalt. It's okay. It's okay. We can we can talk generally about the trope though. Okay. There's a trope here that we can talk generally about. Okay. So, back, so let's uh, awkwardly transition as awkwardly as possible from that incredibly serious conversation. <laughs> To a silly, uh, so silly Jed Apatow show. Um, oh, it's the Jed Apatow. Yes. One. Okay. So you know already what this trope is, then? I think so. Yeah, but I like Jed Apatow, so I'll I do too. A shot. Well, here's the thing. So I started listening to a podcast called "In Voorhees We Trust" with Gorley and Rust, which okay. is a podcast <laughs> about the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Um, one of the hosts is Matt Gorley, who is one of my favorite podcasters. He does another podcast called I Was There Too, where he interviews people in bit parts and other movies. Nice. Cool. And he's super funny. And he did also did a whole pod, a whole show called Super Ego, which is like improvised sketch comedy on a podcast with like cool. Paul F. Tompkins. Anyway, it's a, he's a great uh. podcaster. I adore him. And so, and I fucking love slasher movies. So I started listening to this podcast and I didn't know Paul Rust at all. I was like, who is this Paul Rust guy? And he on the show is so funny and nerdy and they're both the nerdiest, most adorable nerds I have ever heard in my life. And so I was like, who's this Paul Rust guy? So I looked him up and I was like, oh, he's on the show Love on Netflix. And then I remembered Sarah telling me that she didn't like that show. And so I was like, let's, I'll watch it. Let's talk about it. And so I think 
there are reasons why you didn't like the show. I don't want to say anything What's about it what about. It, okay, here's the basic idea. So Paul Rust plays this nerdy, geeky guy who um, is in a long term relationship with his with a girl, his girlfriend. They break up, and then he has a chance encounter with this like wild doing lots of drugs crazy woman played by oh what the fuck's her name she was on community is it gillian yes Yes. gillian jacobs Jacobs. yes yes um she is like this wild like drugs smoking her boyfriend is this coked out crazy pathetic monster and like they break up and then they have this chance encounter i only watched the first two episodes oh is this a netflix show that's been on for a while yes it's in its third season oh it's been on for a while okay yeah Yeah, i think i've watched this okay and so it's nerdy guy basically the trope is and this is like almost the plot of every judd apatow movie nerdy guy gets unattainable hot girl wow that's the trope Mm -hmm. that we're discussing today yeah i'm so glad it happened for you judd apatow (laughs) it did happen for him it did happen for him it did and he lives a very lovely life he has (laughs) defended that trope he actually people have commented him about that and he was like well if it happened to me it can happen to anyone so that's the trope we're talking about today sarah why didn't so you watch love how many episodes did you watch i watched the whole first season and what uh, now i only watched two episodes so be gentle with me because i actually want to keep watching it so okay. uh what didn't you like about it generally it was basically that it was it was not it's like well written it's funny it's like well acted i just hated the fact that i was like where are the shows where the n- nerdy girl gets the unattainable hot guy because nerdy girls are always like Zoe Deschanel, who's actually like hot. They mm-hmm. just put glasses on. Her. Yeah. yeah. But see, you notice what they do is they have to make they they don't they make her hot. They make her hot order, eventually. Yes. For then yes. it works out, and that's yeah. that that yeah. trope. But he do. is just I'm not I the 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 actor is ador- ador- adorable, and it's not like he's ugly. He's no, not. Uh, but uh, he's ugly. like a nerdy dude. He's, he's nerdy. yeah. Um, and I just I don't know. What makes uh, so I haven't I haven't seen it, but what essentially makes him or or her, you know, fall for him or that's the thing is it's not explained and like all throughout the first they just have a connection at least they do in Mm -hmm. the first two episodes. So there's nothing that they like have in common. I think they have broken hearts in common. Yeah, okay, they don't like like the same video game. No, and like the weird thing is she doesn't even (laughs) seem to like him that much. She just keeps him around. I get that. And she seems kind of like a, a shitty person. Yeah. She, in the she first is. two episodes in any no, case. She is. But I do feel sympathy for her. Like she's not so shitty that I'm like, I can't watch this person. Yeah. Like I do feel like sometimes you're in a place in your life where you're just kind of a shitty person and yeah. you feel shitty on the inside. And so you're kind of shitty. Hillary's pointing to herself. I don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying this the whole time. Like, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I relate to that. I relate but, like, to that. she steals I'm things and yeah. she, like, you know, I don't know. She just, like, seems like she's in a yeah. place, kind of a chaotic place in her life. She seems like she has trouble getting along with other people. Seems so yeah. relatable. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary, why aren't you watching the show? I steal things. <laughs> I actually this have show trouble is, getting along with other they, people. The subtitle of this movie is Love. A Hillary or Heath unauthorized biography. <laughs> I'm just like I, I would have liked this show so much if more could, if they had cast someone who looked like him, like as as a girl, I get like that. two people. Well, even who, even the nerdy person they cast as his girlfriend was like still kind of hot. Yeah, and uh, if you keep like, going, uh, go, from go, an go, average go, looking, go, going, there's a there's a se- 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 second girl who is into him too, who's mm-hmm. also 
unattainably hot and blonde and okay yeah it's like it's a, it sounds like you're describing Big Bang Theory too. You know? yeah. Big Bang yeah. Theory. Yeah. Well, that's like, you mean yeah. Kaylee Cuoco wouldn't really date him. God <laughs> yeah. no! Come on. Um, or knocked up. Knocked up. There's yeah. this whole bunch of movies. Many of them yeah. by Judd Apatow. <laughs> yeah. Forty year old virgin. Mm-hmm. Where he's literally like doesn't even know how to perform sexually and still gets the hot girl the actor who assaulted his girlfriend from that movie just got out of jail this week oh god which actor is that um he had a bit part in 40 year old virgin but he slit his girlfriend's throat oh my god and he just got out of jail did she die nope she lived it was attempted Uh. murder charge he had life in prison and his sentence got commuted gross gross that's our justice system at work gross because he's a nice guy yeah. Well, awkward because he's a guy. I need a low <laughs> chance of reoffending. Uh-huh. Mm. It's just a woman, you guys. It's not like he killed another it's man. It's only a woman a that he loved yeah. with her children sleeping inside. And I don't want to shit on oh, the entire the show. Yeah. Okay. But like, it just was like the straw, straw that broke the camel's back for me. It was just like, just one more thing that was about this. I, kind, I only watched two episodes, but I kind of loved it. I mean, admittedly, I watched it last night at 1 a.m., and I, I, there are a few parts that I fell asleep, but I kind of loved it. I think I I'm a tri- I I think my type is the nerd. Mine too. I think but that's still my I'm type. Not a rom com person. Well, so no, I think I've seen a trailer for it. But like, it's Ball. not. Well, I I watched the trailer too, and I thought I was like, this is it's not, definitely not. I was not, like, not a rom com. I was like, okay. this does not look like a fucking movie for me. The movie, the show was much better than the trailer. I think it's because I don't like Gillian Jacobs. Maybe. Mm. Well, then if you don't, well, you're not, not going to like her in this. I I like her as a person. She smokes a lot of weed. Oh, maybe I'll like her. Yeah, you might. But she's kind of mean. Uh, Maybe I like her. (laughs) I I think you should give it a try. I actually really like the first two episodes. Um, I immediately, I felt like they set up the characters really well. And like, I immediately like knew what the situation was. And I thought, Paul Rust as a character like him and he's mm-hmm. also a writer and I think an executive producer on the show mm-hmm. and I thought he was adorable I thought he there was a scene <laughs> the scene that made that it was like something I had not really seen in a movie before where he was like really so he's really sad and he's living in this apartment that's really well known in LA this takes place in LA and he's in this mm-hmm. sad apartment which I've heard people talk about that live in LA I've heard I believe on my favorite murder they've talked about okay. this this famous apartment complex, but he lives in this apartment complex that's kind of shitty. And there's a bunch of like students living there and like they invite him to this party and he's like, okay, I guess I'll go. And he goes and he's like wearing his backpack. Like he just (laughs) left work and like he ends up again. This is the Sarah's looking at me. She's so mad. She knows what (laughs) scene I'm talking about. So there's these like these girls and they, after the party's over, they go, they want to go. They, they sort of like tell him they want to go back to his place and they want to have a threesome and he's like super awkward about it and then dur- as it's going on it was actually really funny because he like didn't know what to do with his hands oh so like, he, he actually kept- goes through with it yeah okay. but like then as it's like right as it's about to happen he's like well while i'm he's like i'm gonna put on a condom you guys you know you can kiss each other or whatever and they're like we don't do that and he's like okay and they're like well we're sisters and he's like oh and he's no. like, get out of my house. No. <laughs> it was hilarious. No. It was so funny. No. He, and they're like, they're like, don't judge us. And he's like, and he's like, the co- the, the no. character is basically the consummate nice I guy. I reserve mm-hmm. the right to judge you. Like the character is the consummate nice. That's the thing is like, was, she's kind of mean mm-hmm. and selfish. And he's like so nice 
that it makes other people feel suffocated. And that's, those that's are the characters. The, 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 the other thing is his character being so nice and then she being mean. And I was like, the but combination the, that feels of how real they... to me. That feels so real to me, though. I've known people like that. I don't know. I, know. I get why. why you don't like it. Like to use the nice guy or the... Yeah. Well, I love nice guys. I love nice guys. I do too. And I love nerds. And I've never been attracted to I the bad boy. I love a good nerd. I love nerds. I always have like funny favorites. nerds. That's always been my type. And like yeah. I... So I was really enjoying the show. And I... I what I like about her is like I feel like her character in another uh, Jillian Jacobs character in another show would have been Gillian. like Gillian sorry the manic pixie dream girl manic who like girl. improves the guy's mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and it seems like she's not going to improve his life at all and I love it and I also think that he might actually make her life better at least okay. in, uh, by episode two I was like he might make her a better person which is something I don't usually see. In yeah. those movies, it's usually the woman making the man's life, making him see uh, the better person that he could be. And so by the end of episode two, again, I only watched two episodes. I can't stay up all, all night, you guys. Okay? Like, I wish I could, but you I can't. do, anyway. I do. I was actually, it was 3 a.m. when I finished the second episode. <laughs> yeah. um, but I felt like by the end of the second episode, I was like, oh, this might be a, a switch on this where she's kind of a shitty person. And he maybe he ma- she makes him a little tougher and maybe he makes her a little nicer. And so I left feeling like I want to see where this goes. OK, um, my bro- brother lo- loves love mm-hmm. and has seen all the episodes. And I've wa- 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 walked in on a few ones in like the yeah. third season and stuff. And I, I don't I don't. I'm not, no, no, I'm no, no. Don't spoil yeah, right. no. But your a point, your point is perfectly valid. And I did start to think about well, what's because there aren't a lot of stories where nerdy or schlubby girl gets hot guy like that yeah. i wish there was more of that narrative like if there was mm-hmm. maybe we wouldn't yeah feel so offended by this yeah. the one that comes to mind is uh lena dunham's character on girls yes, yes. because even though adam is kind of a creep it, he's, he's also really kind of hot, hot. Yeah. yeah and like she's like you know schlubby girl all that gets hot guy and that's true all the boyfriends are hot that's the judd apatow show too right and so like i feel like that is a is a is an info and because yeah. that happens you know we all kind of sometimes were out of well, our league you know what i mean so i think if yeah. there's more narratives like that then maybe i think too this like I, it even like reflects in real life too like because just this girl that i know um through atlanta comedy too she posted the other day this like uh, this post about her and her boyfriend and talking about how hot her boyfriend is and yeah. she's like you rarely see someone with like the hot the boyfriend is hotter yeah. you yeah. know and she yeah. was just like but that's me and I get to be with the hot guy yeah. and she was like so excited about it it was like such a great post yeah. because it was just very like empowering and very interesting and she was like it's just not something you see so it's not something I thought I could have and we're always told the story like well men are more visual than women they they need to look at hotness like they they need need that more more I do too (laughs) I just have women I have realistic standards I don't feel like they they glamorized her character either like it wasn't like he saw her and then suddenly she was hot like she like didn't have enough money for a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. and he was just like I'll pay for your coffee and it's just like him being a nice guy you know Mm -hmm. and then he just kind of gets dragged along with her for the rest of the day it was like he accidentally ended up hanging out with her so again like I don't feel like they were like hot girl it's just like she but yes like now I'm wondering like what 
there are probably so many w- women who could play that part. Like not just Gil- Gillian Jacobs, like so, so many women. And I'm just and w- she's great w- wondering. in it. I think she's I know, great. but it's not a, like a a hard character to play. And so I'm just wa- wa- well, wondering. I think it like, is. I think, I think still- it is. I think it's hard to be a, a mess and people still care about you. I think we're yeah. unlikely to be sympathetic to somebody who's such a mess. Right. But all I'm saying is that she's not the only woman in the world who could play that. Part. Sure. And so I'm wondering, I think is you there say that about someone, any role? Right. But is there someone who didn't look as who like could play it as well as her but didn't look as good as she I mean she, that's she, the she universal did. problem with being an actor is it as yeah. a woman is it not like unless you're writing the part unless you're Lena Dunham and you're executive producer of the show yeah that's the thing is like it's I really want to see it's gonna go to what's her face Allison Williams instead right. you know what I mean like, like I'm just wondering if, if there was anyone else for the role but they were like I don't know she's not cute 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 enough well and here's know? the thing too is like I'd really love to see these shows too about like average looking women and like fat women even too and like women that's the thing is I think types, that yeah. we have the opportunity for things like that sometimes like Lucy exactly Nicole was that you know it was the story of a fat woman living her life happily joyously having sex with really hot guys like every guy that she had sex with on that show was super fucking hot and like it was that story and I really enjoyed watching it and then well now it's on Facebook so it's not gone Um, but it's no longer on MTV but I bet there are a lot of men out there who saw who like saw or heard of that show and got just as mad as I'm getting about love well yeah but I mean I'm sure there's just as many men who saw it too and saw their own lives reflected in it too because I think that society also tells men that they are not allowed to like women who are larger Mm -hmm. and that a lot of men feel oppressed by society in that way as well because I do think a lot of men find large women attractive but Mm -hmm. are afraid to admit it yeah and Lindy West's book she talks about Mm -hmm. how like she always had guys who were interested in her but they like kept it a cease secret because they right. didn't want yeah. anyone to oh, know. Oh, if you told right. someone, as a guy, if you told someone that you were dating, oh, it'd be like, oh, jokes and everything mm-hmm. else, even exactly. if they're like, oh, we're just playing, whatever. It's it, it's just, it seems to be that trope. Now, granted, being a gay man, it's like, it's a little different. Oh, I'm sure it's, there's so many politics same, with that, but too, there's though. The, the same thing. There's always yeah. like, who are you dating or what, you know, there's always the, the image aspect yeah. of it. But we were talking about, you know, unless it's, then it's always made funny if it's a, if mm-hmm. it's a, a, a woman maybe not either as attractive or it's like switch it, you know, if you're <clears throat> trading down, if you're, right. you know, or something Supposedly. like that, it's always like, yeah. it has to be then funny or there's yeah. a reason for it. Or then right. she's not happy with herself. Mm-hmm. So at the end she's going to get healthy or she's going to, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, you know, it's that, that same aspect, but you don't tell anyone, you know, even if it's like, yeah, of course there are men that like big women. There's like, there's yeah. everyone that yeah. likes everyone. Yeah. There is someone out, out there, there for everybody. And you shouldn't be shamed about stuff. who it is. You know, I have to tell you, I've only dated, I always try to date someone of my equal, equal level of hotness. Oh, I always try to date above my status. Um, I've dated, always. I've dated up once <laughs> and he treated me like garbage. And, uh, so I'm sorry, but I feel like that rule stands. Like I'm going to stick with my level of equal level of hotness because I like to be worshipped like the goddess that I am. <laughs> and I don't Fair. like to feel like somebody feels like they're doing me a favor. And I've still hashtag been worshipped. not all hot men, yeah. but a lot of them think that they're doing you a favor. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just saying. The world has told them that yeah. they are. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. They had some really hot guys. <laughs> <laughs> they dreamy well, fine. Well, I didn't say they weren't hot. <laughs> I just said they were my equal level of hotness. No, they were definitely hotter than me. <laughs> Like one hundred percent. I was like, "Why? Why? <laughs> cool." It's because of the mermaid hair. It is. 
That's going to wrap it up for today's Lady Bits. You have several opportunities this month to see our special guest, Brandon Mitchell, in the short horror film Feast. Feast is written and directed by former Feminine Mistake podcast guest, Melissa Lee. Uh, You may remember her from last October. She was on our Poltergeist episode. And you can check out the film Feast at the Atlanta Horror Film Fest this Friday, October 26th, and at the return of the 50-Foot Film Fest next Tuesday, October 30th at the Plaza Theater. You can follow Feast at Feast Short Film on Facebook for tickets and more information. Tickets are now on sale for Critical Crop Top's new live sketch show, Critical Crop Top Saves America. Critical Crop Top Saves America stars Brandon Mitchell, Ariamara, Carlette Jennings, Jasmine Waters, Laura Myers, Brian Ashton Smith, and myself, and it's directed by our co-host, Hilary R. Heath. Critical Crop Top Saves America is playing one weekend only at the Highland and Ballroom on Friday, November 2nd and Sunday, November 4th, and you can get your tickets at criticalcroptop.com backslash tickets. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Next week, we are taking the week off to go trick-or-treating, but we'll be back with a brand new episode on November 7th. Continue the conversation with us on social media and find out who our next guest is by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Feminine Mistake Pod and on Twitter at Fem Mistake Pod. If you've got a bad casting breakdown that you would like us to read on this show during our Nervous Breakdown segment, you can send that or any other correspondence to Feminine Mistake Podcast at gmail.com. And happy Halloween! Didn't see you there. I'm Molly. And I'm Jen. And we're Rosemary's Ladies. A podcast where we eat snacks, drink adult beverages, and review movies. The good and the bad. Previous reviews include Deep Blue Sea, Poltergeist, Leprechaun, and 1998's Godzilla. You can tune in on iTunes, Spotify, and most popular podcast apps. And for Pete's sake, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and check us out at rosemarysladies.com, where you can submit movies for us to review. (laughs) 